Like if you sit at a desk for eight hours a day and you never move your spine, and then you go and for just for one hour a day to do yoga five times a week, that's not enough to counteract you sitting at that desk. Like it's just not enough. Like that's Brian O'Loughlin, and this is the Yoga Life Podcast. Hello there. How's it going? This is episode 28. If you just listened to episode 27, you were probably expecting that my Christmas special, me going through my year, my 2018 in review, well, I managed to sneak in another guest before I do that. So my year in review will be episode 29. That'll be next week for Christmas. So I hope you can wait for that. Today I have with me Brian O'Loughlin of Movement 101. Brian has built a massive following on Instagram, producing really handy tutorials on mobility. This is an area I really want to get into next year, 2019, because I feel that the mobility of your joints is fundamental to your health long term. I am looking to pursue qualification FRC and every morning I practice uh, controlled articular rotation otherwise known as cars so I've seen the benefit myself particularly from my right shoulder and um, I think there's it can be threaded into a yoga practice really well and it's actually quite yogic you're moving slowly you're mindful of the movement and you can incorporate uh, breathing into it really well so what Brian does for a living is interesting but also how he's going about it is interesting to me because he does one-on-ones in his studio but him and his partner are looking to launch a public online program next year. And they, I think this is the way forward. I, I really do. Because when you have something online, a service, you can scale it as much as you like. The world is your oyster. Whereas if you're doing one-to-one in person, there's definitely a place for that. But it has its limitations. So interested to speak to Brian. Um, he's due to be here uh, very soon. So that's enough for me from now. Next up is Brian. I never sure how to start these. Um, let's start off with. How's it going, Brian? Yeah, very good. <laughs> do we say it's like third time lucky? Do we go again? Do <laughs> people time. notice? Well, I actually said um, on the, I did record the intro earlier, and I said it was second time lucky. So yeah, the truth is it's third time lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like we were just saying. That's the reality of producing podcast or video content. It's not. It's really complex, and that's why a lot of people don't do it. Yeah, also I find that because it is so complex, people think it has to be perfect Mm. kind of thing as well. So I obviously produce a lot of content for Instagram and people, I would have definitely had the fear at the very start to be, this has to be perfect. Oh my God, this isn't good enough. Whereas now, obviously it's a certain quality, but it doesn't have to be perfect because there's no such thing. No, and I had a brilliant thing once and it was actually by a girl who worked for Facebook that I knew who said that done is better than perfect yes or or done is better than finished i think it was okay and it's so like is it good enough yes because i I, although i'm interviewing you i have to tell you something i haven't said this to anyone the last two days i've just completely wasted and that's because i've been trying to do videography i've been trying to be really slick Uh, i've been doing these like uh, demonstration classes where i have uh, a pupil or a student and I'm teaching them taking them through a 20 minute class yeah. to share it on YouTube <laughs> so the first day which was Tuesday um, 
I try to record it to cameras and edit it in a certain way where if I made a mistake, I could chop between the two cameras okay. so it looked quite slick. Yeah. Disaster, absolute yeah. disaster. The whole thing, the whole, it took me ages to set up, then I had to sync the sound, then I realized the color was different on both cameras. And then when I finally, I, Tim Ferriss once said, um, when you get fancy, fancy gets broken. <laughs> I like that. And that, so that was being fancy. And then, so it, it and none of them, uh, recording for three hours, none of it could be used. That's okay. half a day wasted. And then yesterday I did, I thought, right, I'm just going to use one camera. So I used one camera, recorded for two hours, and I realized the mic wasn't on. Oh, after two hours of shooting. <laughs> no. I know. Did I take your sound check? Did I check? Oh, no. no I just, I, th I thought, okay, I, and, 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 <laughs> So no wonder, like I see your stuff on Instagram, and it's you have, I imagine it's an I, a, a iPhone or it's something. My phone. That's it's your phone. phone. Yeah. And you're, you're using you just press play and go, and that's good enough for Instagram. Hundred oh, percent. Because you have twenty five thousand yeah. followers. <laughs> yeah, but even with that though, because again, I didn't start with twenty five, but it, people are way too afraid, especially producing content. It has to be perfect. And don't get me wrong, for like our online stuff and all, we have a certain quality. We need to make sure people know what they're doing. Mm. Instagram, a half decent phone is more than enough, you mm. press play, shoot it, and then you know your angles. So I know in the studio where to put it to get good lighting or whatever, and then that's good enough so you can actually physically see what you're doing. Mm. And then you learn then, you do it like I said. What to say, it's better than... Done is better than finished. Then, so it's just done. And then you do that, and you'll know that's good, that's bad, that's indifferent, and you can chop and change and learn as you go on. Mm -hmm. It's done. Once it's yeah. done, you learn from there. Yeah? I think though part of you is so, especially when it's you hit that publish button, it's not yours anymore. It's out for the internet. Yeah. And therefore, people can say, oh, listen to this bit where he made a mistake or this bit in the video where... I, think I like that, though, because I am human. I'm going to make mistakes. Yeah. You're, you are human. Like that's, I, I think this idea, I, I really see it where like, yoga accounts will just say, because like, gorgeous women, like unbelievable women doing unbelievable poses, they, they, they're not like that 24-7. Then, then women aren't like that 24-7. Mm. They're just like you and me. So they, you have to show a human side of it. Mm -hmm. Because I will make mistakes. Mm -hmm. That's that's okay. Like, yeah. What do you mean? Like, you're, you're, there's no such thing as perfect. You are allowed to make a mistake. I will make plenty more in my lifetime. Mm. Show that because that's real. That's like, you know, I'm yeah. not trying to give off this image that I am perfect because I'm far from it. So, yeah. my content doesn't have to be that. You know. Yeah, and you have to also you have to measure up how much time you spend on something and how much return is it going to give you. Yeah, exactly. That's so important when you when you haven't got a boss. But you have to be careful as well, though, if you're producing content. What's the reason behind it? Do you want people to like you because mm. your content's going to portray that? Are you going to try and do something that maybe isn't you? Or are you trying to convey a message that you're passionate about or whatever? Because then it doesn't matter if someone thinks you're, you're stupid for doing something. I'm, I'm not trying to impress you. Mm -hmm. This is the message I believe in. And I'm just saying this thing. If you don't like it, you do not have to follow me. <laughs> it's mm. absolutely fine. You know? Yeah. See, that's a really good point. What's your intention? Because... I had to. Ref I was pretty down yesterday. I felt really despondent. I was like, you know, just because you've wasted. I felt like a bit of a failure. I've kind of wasted two days doing this thing. Um, but then I thought, what is my intention? And my intention is, I would love to teach online at one of these online platforms like Udaya or Yoga Glow. So all I want is fifteen-minute video to show that I can teach yoga, a bit of my personality, my style. That's it. But I was trying to get too fancy, and that was my ego. I thought once I hit, I want people to, I thought like people would be like, oh wow, look at these different camera angles. And uh, and then it, it went I was giving up. a really good piece of advice by someone who said, uh, the first thing you do online, so from a business perspective, 
don't worry, that's not going to make you your your million. So no matter how fancy or how good you make it, this one product is not going to make you reach all the millions of people or make the thousands of euro or whatever you're trying to do, but it, it gets you started. So you mm. do this thing, and then literally from there you build, you build a different thing this time, and you look back like you would with your podcast. Oh my God, that was terrible six months ago. <laughs> of course it was, but you started. How could you know that was terrible mm. unless you start? So mm. you know people are afraid to do it, and like I said, once you have good intentions... It's fine for someone to think you're a bit of a moron. Yeah. I don't mind. Yeah, it's true. And and also, if they see your journey, it's actually um, quite interesting if they see how you've progressed. And Definitely. Yeah, that, instead yeah. of starting off perfect. So this is actually a good time to ask you about your online platform because you were mentioning last year, or this year, so <laughs> still, still this year, so it's 2018. And what's the story of that? So basically what we're doing, we've always done individual assessments uh, and programs online, like we do in studio. But uh, it got to the stage, like Rob does deals with that, my business partner, but it's got to the stage where he can only take on so many people because it takes time, it takes effort, you have to look like you know, eight-week program, you take no more than, say, four or five a month or then six weeks or whatever. Um, so we want to reach more people because they get onto us and there's a waiting list for the programs. So we decided to build a self-assessed mobility program. With the intention of being, look, we, we will build you the first four weeks that we believe most people kind of lack, kind of understand your body, have a lot more. And here's a self-assessment that you do. Mm-hmm. Based off that self-assessment, then here are 80 plus exercises that you will have for lifetime access and just keep chopping and changing based off where you, your uh, limitations are. And then on top of that, we already have um, added to us. So we we uh, reshot again, but our aim is to update this for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Once you sign up, you have access for life. You get every single update from that. Um, but our message is empowerment. I mean, I, I'm not going to, I can tell you what to do or whatever. Sure, what's the point? It's your body. Mm. So the online was to uh, get them people who we couldn't get in and then just to reach a bigger audience because we have people all over the world, New York and you name it, we, we help them. But I couldn't do that in Dublin. Mm. So that's kind of the aim. So what's, have you, do you employ a videographer for that? No. Yes, that's a lie. We do. Uh, as in we got a, a video for so we from the get-go we wanted it to be perfect but we had been done done online ourselves recorded ourselves in the studio very simple and then we just decided to uh try and step it up again because we had learned an awful lot from doing doing the uh, individual stuff so yes we, we got a professional to look after that side of things mm-hmm. and we worked with him then for six months to uh well make it better you know so he, he records everything we tell him what to do and back and forth in order to build the best thing and make sure we get what you want to get so definitely in my eyes now because I, I, I want to give it a certain I do something I, I do what I do I'm not a videographer I, mm. I don't want to learn we, we will start our own podcast next year mm. but I'm going to get somebody to run that side of things as such as opposed mm. to me having to learn all this because um, I've just learned from a business perspective that uh, it wastes my time I don't want to waste time doing what you did, for example, two days ago, because it's a waste of time. Now, you get it, but that's fine. You're allowed to waste it. I, I've been there where you've been. Yeah. I've wasted plenty of time, but I've learned from it. And that's the biggest thing. Once you kind of learn from the mistakes you make, that's, that's all that matters. The only thing about working with somebody else, whether it be a photographer, a videographer, is you need to establish timelines, agreements, who owns what content, how's it being marketed, what music is going to be used, stuff 100%. like this. I won't mention the names, obviously, but I've worked with people before and you spend days on something 
and you won't see it for th- you never actually ask them so when will I actually get this the final version yeah, agree, and it yeah. could be months and months and months and then it's not relevant to you yes. anymore um so but it seems almost too formal to have a contract but maybe that is the way forward or at least a spoken con- uh, well at, at, our, at our stage now what we're looking to build is a team because we're looking to do plenty of online so it, we mm-hmm. went through some like down avenues of the same people who we didn't work with or wasn't very good uh, but we now have this videographer for example that we trust he's done good work so that's mm-hmm. work for life with us mm-hmm. and him so we want to build another team of regards to website other people I'm not a website person. I need someone who's really good, who I can trust, who can deliver them timelines, who I can work at really well. So just as we keep going, get bigger and bigger, we have a trusted team and that's that person I go to 24-7, contract, money, mm. no problem, because that's not my expertise. So you don't do any technical stuff apart from press record? That's it. Yeah, <laughs> literally fair for me, press record. Rob does looks after on our online platforms per se. I do more one-to-one, but obviously I'm involved in the online platforms to make sure that you know uh, things are going well. Uh, so he more looks after that so he is still involved in aspects that require tech that he hasn't got that background but he's learned what to do mm. but in terms of say for example we have a rings program coming out in 2019 that we just recorded ourselves now we will reshoot with our vi- uh, videographer in about six months time but we just wanted to get it out there try the program get people signed up how are we getting on what do we need to change once we know then what the issues are in terms of we have to change anything cool we'll reshoot then properly and then go there but so mm. Rob will look after it in terms of that recording, that production, get that all done for now, just get it up, get it up and running. And like I said, we learn from there, cool, we're happy out, let's reshoot then properly, mm. six months time, and then we keep adding to it. The good thing about doing it that way is that you learn how long it takes to do something. So someone can't fob you off and say, uh, oh, this is gonna take ages, so they charge you a certain amount. And it's a bit like if, you're, if you've never changed a light bulb, and you think, all right, I need to pay someone to do this. And they say, oh, mate, it's a day's work. Yeah. You go, and oh, you've f- no idea. Oh, fair enough, 500 <laughs> yeah. quid. But yeah, if you've changed one true. before, yeah. you go, I'll yeah. give you a pound or a euro or whatever. So it, I think that is good in a way. And, and also you can understand um, what the work has gone into and how good they are. But also, so at this stage, we've had two websites built. One that cost us, at the time, like an arm and a leg. And we were like, holy shit, can we afford this? Uh, but we did it and these guys are brilliant like we did so good we work with them timelines back and forth no issue so professional unbelievable we then wanted to build a new website for our online program these guys are, are charging five times the price that we had ended up getting with this we couldn't we could afford it but we were like this is crazy we can't really go with that too high of a risk we ended up going for the cheaper package so these lads offered us everything that we had wanted and we paid for what we got it was just so unprofessional. These timelines weren't met, back and forth, back and forth, missing for a day or two. Mm. They say you pay yeah. what you get for whatever. And sometimes it's like, this is crazy money or you can't afford this. Mm-hmm. You do pay what you get for. And it's like getting- You get what you pay for, Brian. Yes. But it's, it's <laughs> also, it's like a business though. There's risk involved in everything. Yeah. And sometimes then when you're talking about maybe getting the best website person, the best videographer, you're like, no, 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 no. But it's just as, as risky going against the person who doesn't cost as much because you really have no idea either way. And this one might cost more, fine. But like I said, the timelines could be better. Everything is better. Ultimately, the product is better. Yeah. So it's worth your while investing that scary money or a bit more because this product isn't as good. The effort, the time I had to put in towards this takes me away from what I actually want to do. Mm. Uh, but again, I, we wouldn't have known that until we worked with this person, went to the wrong person, and now we know. Yes. It wasn't the end of the world. We got through it. It's fine. But that's life. Like that's just, just business, you know. There's no. It's never going to be easy. Mm. I, I remember Tony Robbins said something about you earn your first million and you've you've made it. No, no, no. You've stepped up and there's an, a bigger problem that you're going to have mm. to answer. 
So then you make your five million and you've made it. No, 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 no. The next is the biggest problem. You have to, you, you're constantly, there's constantly stuff. It's like putting out fires all the time. And they're actually bigger fires, except you've got a bigger water can or bigger fire game <laughs> beside you. But you still got to put it out. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's never ending. And it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's brilliant. That's what life's about. Yeah. Got to fucking live it. You, you got you got as well, though, not be a control freak because I've been, I last week I thought about outsourcing my podcast. So just, I did the recording and I spoke to Brian Keane of Brian Keane Fitness. You know him? Yeah. He's a great guy. Love that geezer. Um, and he, yeah. So anyway, he had a couple of recommendations for me or a recommendation for me. And I just thought to myself, do you know, for the moment, I'm going to stick with me doing it just because I um, I do actually enjoy the process. I just don't enjoy it when it goes wrong. <laughs> I think you're right to do that, though, genuinely. Like, we, we did a lot of things for six months to a year to a year and a half that are invaluable. Like, you learn so much, and you're, you're meant to make these mistakes because then when you go and work with that photographer, you know exactly what you want yeah. by trial and error and doing these things. I don't mm. think there's any wrong with that. Mm. I would actually encourage that. I think it's good, you know? Yeah. But I just think then, for especially for ourselves... I, you want to go bigger and take over the world you just have to eventually you have to just let go and as much as i'm like you i don't want to let go i have big plans and big visions and i'm pretty certain of what i want but I, i'm not a video photographer i'm not a website guy so i have to trust in someone and then it's about that trust finding someone you trust definitely so i seen on your website today that for the online public programs it said email us some more details have you got I don't want to ask that question about a launch date in mind. Uh, not particularly. So what we do currently at the minute is we have just, we stop start every four to eight weeks. We mm. open a limited number of spaces, just get people on board. We have quite a lot of people at this stage on board, but we're definitely, we're not looking just to sell a load just, just for the crack. We, we want to make sure it's good service. We're getting systems in place to make sure eventually. So 2019, we will officially launch it. Mm. But in terms of the way we're doing now, for example, in January, we may open more spaces if you have, uh, space available but we're happy the service is there people are getting good results they're yeah. we're able to manage the, the people that we have the ex- expectations the customer service so until we have this system in place to officially launch it no we'll keep doing what we're doing yeah and um, because uh, like i said this there's no rush there's no yeah. there's no quick money gain from this it's a, you know it has to be a certain level of uh, service and communication and everything mm. and um yeah we'll keep doing that i suppose um which makes sense Moving from, because I'm actually, I know I'm kind of business minded and I like to talk about that kind of thing, but I'm thinking about how I should name this this podcast episode. And I think the most accurate thing would be, because this is mostly listened to by yoga teachers or people that just practice yoga. Okay. And I was going to, I am going to entirely, I think, why you should develop a mobility practice. Because when I teach, it's all good when I teach my classes I do a little bit of uh, mobility stuff a bit of um, cars and um, just very basic stuff and I can tell that some people in the class are thinking this doesn't look like yoga (laughs) so um, why is it so important why is flexibility and strength not enough flexibility and strength are enough but they're two separate parts of the one coin flexibility is a different thing than mobility so i have no issue with yoga in any shape or form but our idea is that a mobility practice should be should be practiced for anybody never mind just yoga because uh if you can gain more control which is strength uh sorry you can, 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 can 
Contain, if you can gain more mobility, which is strength and control of a joint, whatever the hell you want to do with that body becomes easier. So yoga becomes easier by having more mobility of a joint where you're lacking that mobility. Football becomes easier. Sitting at the desk becomes easier. Getting pissed at the weekend becomes easier. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to get you to do any kind of fancy move, a, fa- a yoga move. I just want a joint to function like it should function. And now you have more accessibility to use that joint as you see fit. Mm-hmm. So just think of yoga. It's just an easy one to go with because I don't have any yoga poses, but a pigeon, pigeon pose. External rotation of the front leg, hip extension at the back. There's a lot going on there. So if you lack either external rotation of the front leg or hip extension at the back, you're going to have to compensate. So your chance of injury is higher. Your, your chance of tightness or injury is higher. Mm. You're, in terms of to prove your mobility, you're trying to show the nervous system the most simplest thing you can so it will give you it. It has to feel safe. If you are screaming yourself into a pigeon pose, you are working so hard, unnecessarily hard, to get very, very minimal gains. But if we can improve whatever your limitations are, we'll just say your external rotation of your hip that, that literally becomes easier. We haven't gone near the pigeon pose. Mm. We just improved the external rotation of your hip. Mm-hmm. If so, so say, for example, for a squat, just again, go to the hip. There's loads of things with a squat, but we'll just say a squat requires hip flexion, some level of external rotation. Let's improve that. The squat gets better. Mm-hmm. Evan goes straight towards a goblet squat, which makes sense. It's an easier variation as opposed to a back or a front squat. Mm. It's still the same movement. So we don't, ha- we don't need easier variations of an exercise. Mm-hmm. We need to break down what that exercise is actually... actually trying to do with the body or or what the joints do in that exercise can that joint actually do that Mm -hmm. because if it can it's so much easier yeah it's very difficult i find it more difficult to teach a flexible person strength than a strong person flexibility i I love it the other way around so you're kind of talking about hypermobility say Mm -hmm. more so like hypermobile people for example i'll be telling them to hold a plank yes a simple plank and I find it really difficult to teach someone that as opposed to teaching someone who's strong to be more flexible to open up. Yes. You, you, just, you find it the other way around. Not, not that I find it the way. I just love working with hypermobile people because they, they just lack control of their current range. So they have great range of motion. Mm. And that's why oftentimes they're at a bigger risk of getting injury or getting injured because they go to a range of motion they don't currently own. So the chance of injury is definitely higher. But it's brilliant because if they do simple movements of control, all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, I feel amazing because they've got such good range of motion. If they just get a bit stronger around the joints or in certain range of motion, they will just feel the benefits straight away. Yeah. But you're right though, like to, for them to do a strength component is tougher for them, but that's where their compensation comes in. So a lot of yogis I deal with are hypermobile. They're huge hypermobile, they get to really cool positions. A little bit of pain, they have back pain and they have hip pain. Mm-hmm. They're going to range of motion they should never go in or they stay there for a long time and they're forcing themselves in, uh, into positions that they have to compensate in. Something mm-hmm. else has to do the work that that hip can't do or whatever uh, can't do. Injury is pretty much inevitable. Like it's pretty much inevitable, it's gonna happen. And my issue is, it's not a yoga issue, it's any issue. What are you trying to achieve out of this? People love to do yoga. They wanna keep doing yoga. Make sure you have control of your joints. You won't do it for much longer. You're gonna have pain. Mm-hmm. So people are latched on. Yoga, Pilates, anything, powerlifting. People are so dogmatic about what they do. Now you have to laugh. This, it's not to do with any, no, no exercise is better. No, no, nothing else is worse. It is what it is. Can your body do that? I loved your article, uh, or the article you were featured in, in the Irish Times, like this time, it was January last year? Yeah, it was January, actually, di- January this January year. January this year, oh, yeah. I've done that again. Yeah, crazy. I actually agree with you as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I misled you. Um, and you talked about modern life and 
this morning um <laughs> we're talking about like natural movements how sport isn't necessarily it's almost like a made-up um pastime uh but um and i started thinking about natural movements so this morning um i woke up very i always wake up very early like 5 a.m before my girlfriend and then um i got her into the room because we have a, a, a yoga room where we do exercise together nice. and uh I'm going through things with her. She likes yoga. She's very flexible. Well, she's not a yogi. She's not. No, it's called a yeah. Well, she's okay. She's a yogi. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you do yoga, you're a yogi, in my opinion. Nice. Yeah. And um, so she is a yogi, and she's very flexible. But I had a hanging from the pull-up bar. <laughs> I had like saying, this, "I'm like this is a natural movement. You know, we're descendants of apes. We it's good for the shoulder. Um, we're doing squats together. We did cars." We did so. This is something I've recently started doing. Cool. That stands for to tell the people controlled articular rotations, and um, and I love that now. I heard Doctor Andreas Spino. Yeah, genius. Talk is he said it was something like it's like flossing for your entire body. So um, before I do any exercise in the morning, now I do my twenty minutes of cars, and at the start, I, when I first seen uh, the example of it, it was a v- online video. I thought. I don't get this. It's just turning your head around. But when you actually learn what it is and you engage and breathe properly, obviously I'm amateur level. Um, it's very yogic. Okay. It really is because it's breath-led movement. Okay. And you're so mindful of every single part of your body that you've often neglected. My girlfriend loved it for her neck. Okay. She was like, oh, wow, I've actually never turned my neck in that direction in my entire life. It's crazy. And it's so common. So just think about that though, and that's why where modern life comes in. I don't think modern life is as bad as it's kind of portrayed, and even I, I kind of portray it on my Instagram. I certainly don't try to make it as if like it's the devil or something like. But you have to just think about something like sitting down for eight hours a day. Like if you sit at a desk for eight hours a day and you never move your spine, and then you go and for just for one hour a day to do yoga five times a week, that's not enough to counteract you sitting at that desk. Like, mm. It's just not enough. Like. Mm. So it's not even that, and everyone always thinks of movement as an exercise. So it's yoga, it's running, it's playing sport. No, it's not, it's just movement. So Mm. move throughout your day, introduce stuff throughout your day just to combat what the hell you do for a living. So I had, for example, a paramedic in two days ago who suffered with back pain, because what she is, literally, she told me she's confined confined in this tiny spot. She can't lift like she's been told to lift, uh, you know, these ridiculous, uh, you know when you're at work uh, what's they call it trolley manual no manual handling you know how to lift oh. properly oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Bull- bullshit because she can't she's in a confined space and then she has to lift this man who who had a heart issue or whatever and climb up he's 60 kg and she ended up pulling her back so prepare your body for what the hell you're going to do mm. what she does is batshit crazy that's not human it's not human to be in a confined place looking after someone who's having a heart attack for 500 years ago you wouldn't have been doing that at three o'clock in the morning, stressed to the nines, and never once have you ever, ever, ever moved your spine, mm. and you're surprised when you go and lift something up and flex your spine, that enough is enough. <laughs> Sorry, I went away there. That's good. But like, does it kind of makes sense. So yeah. like, prepare your body for what you're, you're asking to do. And if you're asking your body to sit down 40 hours a week, 10, for 10 years straight, stressed to the nines, I, I'm pretty sure if you just, if you do yoga three or four times a week, that's not going to be really enough to mm. gain more control of your joints. It's just not enough. Like you just move your joints, move your joints, move your joints. But uh, but like it's your life, and as you were saying downstairs, you love what you do, which is fantastic. And, and unfortunately, that's quite rare in life. Mm. But most ninety percent of people, I'm just arbitrary number, 
work 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week. And then when they work out, they see it as punishment. It's, it's, I, I mean, cause I was a personal trainer for hmm, a minute. <laughs> I was about, and yeah, it wasn't for me, but, um, I used to PT have loads of one-on-one. I did very well doing personal training. Just anyway, I had loads of clients and, okay. and, um, the, I thought there's a theme here. I noticed in the theme and the theme is I'm want to punish myself every time I get into the gym. I'm here because not to, to the joy of it, that I can move my body and explore different ways, but push me hard. Yes. But like, push you hard like what what and then the problem there is as you said their body's not ready for it yeah to uh, to add on more weight oh to make it harder add more weight but with without thinking about technique and then they get injured and then it's yeah it's difficult but it's like anything back. as well though, especially with, with the gym environment it's kind of like it is seen as that thing a lot of people because i was a personal trainer for years as well um and i still train people i suppose this is not for me fat loss or something but um you get pissed at the weekend, you have to go on a Monday or Tuesday, go do a spin class and burn as many calories as you can. So that's what it's seen as, right? So, and firstly, most people hate doing that spin class. So they hate doing what they're actually physically doing, which is fucking mental because that's your life. What the hell are you doing this for that you don't enjoy doing? So you don't have to go to the gym. I do believe you should be strength training as from a health aspect because like longevity is a real thing. Um, in terms of if you don't train, you, your chance of longevity is obviously lessened. But uh, you don't, like, again, people think of the gym. It's always or this thing that they have to do. And it's like, no. So yeah. if someone comes in to me, I get, we give them a program, uh, whereas an athlete or anybody, and we go, cool, this, do this exercise because you have a tight back. Or, Here's a program, three or four exercises. Cool. And after three or four weeks, they're like, oh, I feel deadly, deadly. Don't ever, 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 ever stop doing that. It takes you 10 minutes every morning, 10 minutes every evening. Good luck, mm. warm up, cool down, watch TV. I couldn't give a shit when you do it. Actually, you can't do it enough. Do as much as you can. Or you sit at the desk, move your shoulder, keep moving it, keep moving it. Everyone's looking at me, I don't give a shit, keep moving it. Like, mm. So Evan thinks of a warm-up, a cool-down exercise, I have to do my mobility exercises. No, you live your life, introduce this stuff. So our aim, our, our whole thing is less is more. I'm giving you as much, as little as I can, that will give you the most benefit, because all that matters is that you do it. If I give you one exercise that you do, deadly. Keep doing that. Mm. You don't have to go and do a... Uh, uh, do your yoga or go do your yoga practice for three, three times a week if you don't like doing it if you like doing it deadly go and do it of course you want to mm. do something you enjoy doing don't do something you don't enjoy doing mm. it's much easier for me because I enjoy it fine but you don't have to do what I do what I do is mental I do it mm. like, like 20 minutes a day in the morning and the even time I train every single day because I love it if I was working at a desk job I would still do the exact same thing because I love it mm-hmm. I'm not doing this because I look deadly on social media or something I, I enjoy doing this were you a hyperactive kid? Yes. I don't know, actually, if I was. I've come to the conclusion, right? I have a big family, like seven kids. Oh, wow. And I'm right in the middle. So when I was, when I was four, there was a, my brother and sister were two. There was twins. And my other brother was just born. He's four years younger. I'm pretty convinced my mom couldn't look after me. So I was just gone fucking mental. Don't look at me, look at me. So it's definitely something that I, I, I think I kind of, I, I, I was just like, had that. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm extrovert, but I definitely am I'm a people person. I like talking to people. I like meeting new people. Um, and then, I'm passionate about this. So we just came up with a way to make this as simple as possible mm-hmm. for people. This isn't an exercise. This is nothing to do with exercise, nothing to do with yoga, nothing to do with sport. This is just what we have to do, I believe, just to live in this modern society. And again, it's not that modern society is making us sick or killing us and it's awful. But you just have to be aware for whatever job you do, if you're a barber and you have your arm up here for seven hours a day, for five times a week, for 10 years, is it any surprise that your traps or your neck is starting to hurt you because mm. you literally haven't got a shoulder? 
but this is not human. It's not human to cut hair for 40 hours a week for 10 years. So make sure at least you do something weird that it's we have to do. Yeah. yeah, it's counter. Yeah, you have to you have to do something. And mm. you you can't like you can't be surprised that you you literally haven't got a shoulder. You never moved your shoulder to its full range of motion once in your life, mm. yet you require your shoulder to function well because you're literally using it in a very very kind of odd way mm. at a high intensity for a very very long time. Mm. What do you, you were talking like it's clearly how much your brand your company has grown in the last year particularly what would you say is what are you good at you personally what what, what do you mean good at and good at like what makes people come back to you would you say i think the message i think what i say is, is I, i'm not trying to get you to buy into what i do like i genuinely i, I really don't care if you don't if you think what i say is stupid i'm not saying this from a place of um First of all, I'm better at and I have all the answers because I haven't a clue. I've just learned this stuff and I will keep learning forever. Um, but I have definitely, I've been injured. I've been in a lot of people's places unnecessarily, I believe. When I was a trainer, I just kind of didn't like the gym environment. I always just thought people like the exact same headphones in, don't talk to me, fuck off, I'm going to go mental here and burn as a fat and have a six pack. Um, and I was just like, this doesn't feel right to me. Mm. So, uh, but then the worst thing is I was injured and couldn't do what I loved. And people, I deal with that on a daily basis. People run marathons and people do yoga and people do whatever they do, but they're in pain or else they're not being aware of this. If you're not aware of this, fine. But if you love to do what you do and you're made aware of this and you don't do it, you can't be surprised and you're finding the thing that you love to do, hard to do. Mm. I think that what you've made a really good point there in, in terms of uh, answering that question, that you have been for the experience of being injured. Yes. And that creates empathy because you, for example, a uh, Max Strom, the guy I was telling you about downstairs who wrote the book, A Life Worth Breathing, former podcast alumni. I have to check it out actually. Yeah, I think he's episode 20 of this podcast. He's great, amazing voice as well. But anyway, Max said that, um, I've forgotten my point. <laughs> oh, damn it. About um, me what, what, telling people or something or uh, I don't know. What, what, uh, Max, oh yes, this is it. Max said that, this was it that if yoga was all about doing impressive arm balances and handstands, then every yoga teacher would be a Cirque du Soleil. You know, they could, a Cirque du Soleil person can lose money. But the difference is, and I uh, have a lot of physical restrictions just through years of neglecting my body, but I've realized that maybe that's my, a strength of mine and can be a strength of other people is that I, I feel empathy I try to, of course, because um, I'm. I actually, and in fact, in class, people can do more impressive things than me, and therefore they they feel like, oh, great, I I'm can do it better than the teacher. Definitely, a hundred percent, and I, that makes them feel good. You know, it creates. I don't know what it creates, but but it creates again. It comes back to me. We were talking earlier about uh, like social media. You're a real person. Like you, you like. People look at people, for example, myself on social media. Going, oh my god, what you do is amazing. As if like I, what I can physically do is amazing. I'm like. Anyone can do it. I've done this for two years. If you train the guy I, I trained, you could do it. Mm. Most people wouldn't do it absolutely fine because they don't want to do it. That's absolutely fine. You don't have to do it. Like It's it's kind of like this thing as well. For me, it comes down to life. Uh, I talked earlier about like, my values. People don't really know what they want. So mm. that's on them. I, can't, I don't know what you want, mm. but tell me what you do want genuinely. Cool. And I can help you in terms of phys- physical practice to do that. So, for example, uh, the inter-county lads we train, GA athletes, they need much more mobility and movement because what they do is batshit crazy. So they need to, they should be doing this all the time. 
But if you sit at a desk and you like to go uh, hiking at the weekends, cool. Just move your spine, rotate your, your hip and rotate your shoulder. No problem. Mm. Take it no more than five minutes every morning, no more than five minutes every evening. That is fine. Keep doing that and keep hiking. We're happy enough. We're not trying mm. to get you to do what I do. Mm. What do you want to do? And most people aren't really too sure what they want, I, I think. It'd be interesting if you got, when you, when, so I'm going to use the word when, not if, when you launch your podcast. It'd be interesting, <laughs> it'd be interesting to see uh, or to get some of those people on. To well, get that's the plan. So the genuine the plan is to get people from literally all walks of life, all different sports, all different practices, and, and what movement. So it's a bit, the podcast is going to be based around movement and what does movement mean to this person sitting right in front of me. Because mm. that's the whole point. This isn't a, a yoga thing. This isn't a Pilates thing. This isn't a thing. It is movement. Mm. So what does movement mean to you? So if what movement means to a Gaelic footballer playing for Dublin and all on foreign is completely different than what it means to me. Mm-hmm. Like completely different. Yeah. And that's allowed. That, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why the gym, why I didn't like about the gym is because people are aimlessly, are mindlessly, should I say even, doing things and not having a clue. That's why yoga is good because it slows you down. It's about your breath. You're actually genuinely thinking about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. That's why I like it. Now, again, I obviously don't like yoga in terms of I believe most people shouldn't be doing what they're physically doing. But from a community perspective, from actually having awareness about what you're trying to achieve here or what you're actually doing it takes that awareness and that's what it comes down to awareness and acceptance as well because i think that um there's too much emphasis on aesthetics and that, and that is creeping into the yoga world as is well is that not just modern life uh well i think there's always been i mean since the ancient greeks has always been uh you know social media and selfies and yeah like, people have always liked to look at beautiful things but i think what it, uh, separates yoga is that it it traditionally would would wouldn't encourage that, uh, but that is changing now. I mean, the yoga world is coming like the fitness world; it's becoming um, because because we're drawn to things that look symmetrical and healthy. Yeah, definitely. But I, I do think there's like, a slight shift, and uh, even like we, we I see it from people I follow on social media. People do what I do, and other parts of the world, and we, and we connect with. Um, it's like anything. Like before something has to change, there has to be a realization there should be, there's a need to change. Mm. And then from there, it just takes time. It takes people to put themselves out there to do things, to try things again. Mm. And they realize, oh, there's actually an alternative. Like you said, people are like, this isn't a yoga class. Why isn't it like? Because I was told this is what yoga is. Don't be so dogmatic. The thing, like it's, it's, that's most, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Like that's quite insanity. Mm. Things, yeah, are, yeah. Th- things are meant to change that's absolutely fine and if you keep doing the same thing and, and you know there's a better way that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life mm. like to do the same thing that you know you know there's a better way but yet no no because we do it this way mm. that's so that's actually rid- it's very irresponsible actually mm. it's ridiculously irresponsible now I haven't got all the answers I could come around this time six months and change my view completely that is allowed I found an actual better way there's science there someone has taught me what you were doing was wrong it's absolutely fine I put my hand up and say no problem I'm doing what I believe genuinely is the best form of practice that I've found in terms of science and what I've learned I have mentors that I still learn off what I did now is completely different than what I did last year it will be the exact same next year that's mm. that's life that's, that's, that's growth that's maturity that's mm-hmm. what well, you expect well, yeah, where, where did you um, study your FR, FRC? Was it in Ireland? Yeah, we did it in Dublin. Now, we don't just do all FRC. So just to be aware, because people oftentimes come in going, you're FR, we are FRC qualified, but and we definitely align with their principles 100%, and it's absolutely brilliant, and we definitely do end-range strength training and stuff. We just don't do all FRC. We've, sorry, you were going to say something? No, no, I was going to say, but was it, is it FRC? Is that owned by 
Dr. Andrews. Yes. Okay, yeah. so, so his brand. Oh, 100%, yeah, okay. functional range condition. So they were in Dublin um, May of... Uh, 2017 yeah 2018 now 2017 so I've been following their work for a good year or so they weren't in Europe I don't think by that stage or whatever and I literally I couldn't believe it because I looked at their website and I can't see them not coming at all I saw a trainer then on Instagram going I'm going to FRC in Dublin I was like are you having a laugh I didn't even see this and then literally I got onto it about two weeks before they were coming but there was 40, 50 people there if not more nobody seemed to take a a hold of uh, the idea of it you know or or certainly uh, we had just opened our studio though we, we were always our intention was to do what we have done me and Rob got together because we both had the same things and mobility work and changing the idea of just training for the sake of fat loss or training to burn calories or again no one asks why so our, our message now is gain control your joints and explore how you move and explore how you move could mean anything like for you it's yoga practice you love that yeah. for Mary who's 60 it's literally hiking She's yeah. exploring how she moves every weekend, deadly. Like explore how you move, powerlifting, mm. playing football. I really don't mind what it is, mm. but don't go and do something just because you're told this is what you have to do. Yeah. Because you won't like it, first and foremost, which means you probably won't be as successful as you would like to be. And then who gives a shit? It's your life. Live your life and do what you want to do. It's crazy to be doing something that you don't want to do. Mm. But, but as, as you said, I think um, the to explore what your joints can do, that, that, is, that should be... The, the foundation I, I really do actually I believe that now I, I, I'm noticing parts of my body that I never noticed before just by doing brilliant a joint mobility uh, and before I wouldn't have had the patience to do that so again what uh, a big thing about that is you're checking in with your body every single day exactly so what, what what people are in their head people that have no they literally have nothing they have no awareness of the body every top level athlete I deal with moves like absolute shit and what they don't train is body awareness all they need is body awareness they're reacting straight away to a ball, to a tackle, and all they do is they lift weights, they get they get fitter. They don't train about their body, they don't understand mm. what's going on. Mm. It's crazy, the potential they have as athletes. Mm. Jesus Christ, it's unbelievable. Yeah, so true. Um, so 2019, which is next, which is in about two weeks, Yeah, <laughs> we're officially in the future. Um, apart from the the online program, what's, well, what's, the, what's the focus for you next year? Uh, online definitely we're going to launch a ringed program so that we're starting to get programs about exploring how you move we have definitely have another program uh, in terms of a legs program which will incorporate mobility and strength training as well legs Le- legs for life is what okay. we're going to call it yeah nice. so um, it's about uh, again exploring how you move about mobility training about strength training again it's going to transfer over to whatever you want to do but again more the aspect of uh, explore but our biggest thing definitely uh, for 2019 is to change the face of the GAA that's our plan so we, I deal with it on a daily basis. I've, I, I work with a, a number of inter-county players uh, who move like absolute shit and they're unnecessarily injured. There's a huge documentary that was on two or three weeks ago on TG Akahar about uh, hip issues in the GAA, surgery, 17-year-olds getting the... Uh, I literally, every single week, I have a 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old who has either got hip surgery or is advised to get hip surgery. What? They haven't got a hip. It's they, they, What they do in terms of volume is huge. It's only a bigger issue in the GAA because it's the national sport, mm. but it's, it's just very, very, very common. We believe our, our, our way of, of thinking and doing is is what everyone should do, and we, I, I, I want to stop this idea of these young lads coming into me um, unnecessarily because they've never once so a question I'll ask anyone who's listened to this thing as an athlete how often do you rotate your hip or actually have you ever rotated your hip and the majority of people will say 
what the hell are you talking about? Like, my, <laughs> my hip flexure is tight. Well, that's fine. The hip is a ball and socket joint. It's designed to rotate. Mm-hmm. You're having a laugh. If you think you're, you, you're not going to have an issue with your hips, if you can't rotate your hip, you're literally on that pitch, going side to side, rotating that hip consistently. And never once have you fed that information consistently towards your nervous system that I need control here. Mm. So um, our aim is to do that. We have big plans. I just had a big, I came back from a big meeting with a inter-county manager to hopefully uh, work with them in, in terms of long-term. Because at the, at the minute we do a lot of workshops with county teams and stuff, but I, 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 I go home then, you know? What happens? I have no idea. Do they do it? Maybe. They feel great. They want me back and all deadly. I'm sick of just working and leaving. I want to work with a team consistently for six months and build this culture around, look, this is what we do. Let's individual issues where are they cool here's two or three exercises keep doing this warm up cool down you got to do this because we need you to have certain prerequisites to play your game um, and then 2019 ideally was the year that mobility was introduced to GAA and mm. this is the norm then you know mm. so you'll actually be the potentially the dedicated mobility coach I suppose you could say that yeah I mean it's not necessarily that mobility as much as it is uh, kind of a, a, it's strength training it's uh, more about uh, as opposed to mobility, we'd say movement. So we're going to assess mm. movement. Where are you limited? Okay, don't do this exercise in the gym. Change this exercise. Here's a couple of exercises now to improve that. Cool, you're, you're there. Go back towards that exercise. So what happens in sport is that people compensate because they have to. Sports batch you crazy. You go for tackle, go for ball. You're going to be uh, fatigued in the second half. Uh, so you have to compensate. We can't stop that. We can't stop injury, but we can definitely better prepare your body for that mm. sport. In the gym, you do not have to compensate. Don't do an exercise you should not be doing because that hip doesn't externally rotate. Like, it's crazy that your, your back is taken over and your chance of injury is much higher. We can minimize that in a controlled environment. We can give them exercise to improve that movement capacity, deadly, and then they can keep doing that to get them better, and now they're more capable in the pitch. Mm. So it, it really is, it's... Um, I just, I've dealt with so many top-level athletes, not just guy, in every single sport that uh, I, I really can't emphasize. They mm. move like absolute shit and they are phenomenal athletes. Mm. The potential they have first and foremost is huge, but then the injuries they're suffering, I believe a lot of them are unnecessary. And then in turn, the, the surgeries and the, the, the quality of life, I couldn't give a shit about guy in terms of getting them a better athlete. I want them at 30, 40, 50, 60 years of age, doing what they want to do with their bodies, with their kids, and not be restricted because of what they did for 20, 30, 40 years. That this will help guy, it will help them be, be better athletes, but... Like I said, this is just a foundation that they need to have to have control of their bodies going forward. Yeah, quality of life. Exactly. That's absolutely. I mean... Um... And that's, but that's our message. Though. And I think that's why it's it kind of resonated. I'm not trying to get you to do anything fancy. I really am not I do it on a daily basis. I've been there for three years. Rob was, was, uh, was in pain. He sat at the desk and had back pain. He never once moved his spine. Like he never had zero control of his spine. He literally couldn't move it in any shape or form. And simple exercises, genuinely, really simple exercises, well, firstly are actually really, really difficult to do for most people because they've never done them. And secondly, can make an absolute massive impact on how you move and how you feel because you're doing them. Like, it's it's It's, it's funny, like, people will, will go and get their car NCT'd or, do, um, you know, fix the car, but they won't fix, it, fix themselves. And, and, and think what, I'd, what I would like to say, and I'm not saying that, I know some people find it difficult to do it because they're not like us. We're kind of, I'm a hyperactive person. You're kind of quite hyperactive. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I need to move. I can't sit still. Mm-hmm. I find it so difficult unless I'm like chatting like this. Um, but um, you actually, from someone who's more of an amateur and you're, you know, an expert in this area, it actually feels nice as well to move your joints. But again, I, I do think it's like, like a, a massage for yourself. Exactly. But you have to think about it as well. Like uh, something like uh, your spine. So that's, that would be my, my one thing. Do nothing else for the rest of your life but move your spine. 
The amount of neurons fired throughout the spinal cord that are being fired towards your brain in terms of movement are massive. The impact it has on your shoulder, the impact it has on your hips is absolutely huge. And tell me, ask anybody, how often do you segment your spine? Even in yoga, they do a cat-cow. It's way too passive. They never actually, they have no idea. And when they do it, they're like, holy shit, what was that? That's the first time I've ever moved my spine. Mm -hmm. So flexing your spine and sitting down all day is not bad. But you can't go the opposite way. You literally have no control of it. But if you keep moving it, sitting down on the desk is going to be much more... And standing at the desk is no better because you're not moving. You're not moving. What the body is craving, particularly the spine, is movement. Mm-hmm. And you're dead right. It's easier for you and me to get this because we love it. But Jesus Christ, once you've been told and have the awareness of this, you're batch of crazy not to do it. Because yeah. you can't... If, if I tell you, your back pain, your back tightness there right now, we can't... The pain is obviously quite complicated, chronic pain. It's not as simple as movement, pain science, there's an awful lot to it. But in terms of having a tight back, if you sit at a desk and you haven't moved your spine for 40 years, is it any surprise then you go and try and pick up your grandchild or something and your back goes? And it always comes down to genetics or old age or I slept weird. It's like, no, this is mental. Mm-hmm. How often have you moved your spine? Never. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it really is crazy. But that's why people need you because not just the motivation, more importantly, is the knowledge, the guidance. And um, so with that, Check out Brian's website, Movement 101. That's it. <laughs> and um, looking forward to seeing what you produce online because I'm, I am I love the subject itself, but I also am fascinated by online content and how it's delivered. Okay. So um, I'm waiting with bated breath. Yeah, that's, that's so, good. Is enough that right that's expression? Good enough, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks a lot, man. Okay, Danny, thank you. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Next week is definitely the Christmas special, my 2018 in review. My highlights, my lowlights, what I learned and what I hope for next year. As always, if you enjoy, please leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher. If you could subscribe as well, that is great because it helps to raise the profile of the podcast and therefore encourage me to do more. Um, Also, if you have any questions, I really want to start encouraging people to have their say and make this a bit more interactive so get onto your phone you can go onto instagram or facebook use the little record button send me a direct message an audio file with your question if it's relevant i promise to play it on air and answer you back thanks so much as always i hope you really enjoyed this episode and catch up with you next week